Good Monday morning from New Zealand and welcome to another edition of the Blind Podcasters Round Table. It is the 10th of May here in New Zealand. Great to have you with us today on Clubhouse and a special welcome to you if you're an Android user and you're using Clubhouse for the first time because I see at least in the United States, Android has gone into beta there. No word yet on how it's working with TalkBack or whether accessibility might be a little bit further down the track. So I will be very interested to hear about that. We're going to have an open forum in our Blind Podcasters Roundtable today. So we're happy to do Q&A. If you've discovered a great service or you have a question or anything at all relating to being blind or low vision and podcasting, you're very welcome to raise your hand and ask your question, and we will let the conversation go where it will. Just while you're thinking about that and getting yourself in the queue, a couple of openers from me. First, I got my Zoom PodTrack P4 earlier in the week. I have to say, it's a really cool piece of equipment. A podcast studio in a box that significantly lowers the barrier to entry for people wanting to do some really cool podcasting. Within a couple of minutes, I had the date and time set with some sighted assistance. Then I was able to just plug in my iPhone to the TTRS cable that I got, along with the PodTrack itself, get everything up and running. And of course, the benefit of this also is that you can make recordings through a good recording app on your iPhone like Ferrite. So as well as recording on the PodTrack, you can use it for that if you want. Thanks to the really good description that Tim did, I was up and running in no time at all. And of course, we also had that discussion here on the Blind Podcasters Roundtable. Now, everything is so the way I like it in my studio that I'm not sure that I will be integrating it into my usual studio workflow. But I can see situations when I'm traveling and uh, we are moving into a new office soon in the organization that I work for. So I may even just take it in there and use it to kind of put Everything through one source. When I get phone calls or Zoom calls or Teams calls, I can talk into a decent mic. I can certainly see it being used in the office, which is another use case for this device. Thanks to those who attended the PodFest Masterclass. Of course, only one week is done. The pre-week is done. And then we're getting on to the major week, this coming one. And I did the keynote that I was asked to do last Friday, US time. I must say I really enjoyed that because I was able to talk about podcasting in a general sense. Sometimes we forget, as blind people who tend to specialize in a blindness niche, that actually we do have some things to offer that is of general interest. So my cup runneth over. I've got so many podcast speaking invitations as a result of delivering that keynote to PodFest Masterclass. So that was a really fun experience. The other thing I wanted to just raise before I open it up is recently at Apple's Spring Forward event, they made a very brief announcement in the context of things, although everything moved at a clip with that thing, didn't it? At that event, they announced a monetization option for podcasters. And here's what we know at the moment. You will be able to pay roughly 20 bucks US a year to get admitted into this podcast monetization program. And it looks like the key to that is going to be iOS 14.6, which is being tested at the moment. You will then be able to offer premium content, which it looks like Apple will be hosting. So for the first time, Apple's moving away from being more than just a directory. They are going to be a podcast host where you can host premium content. The elegance of this option is that people will be able to subscribe in the same way 
that they do, say, an in-app purchase for an app that they like. So they'll be able to go into settings and look at subscriptions and see all the podcasts that they are subscribed to. And of course, now this makes sense. We know now why Apple changed their terminology in their own podcasts app from subscribing to a podcast to following a podcast, because subscribing is now going to mean something very different in the context of podcasts in Apple land. Once you pay that 20 bucks a year, you will be able to set prices for a wide range of premium content. So it may be that there will be certain episodes that you make available exclusively to your subscribers through Apple Podcasts. It could also be that you create a non-commercial version if you have ads in your podcast and people can pay to have the ads removed and get it through Apple Podcasts. So Really, it's up to you what you do, how you add value, what you do to try and encourage people to pay you money. Apple will take 30% of the revenue from a subscription in the first year. And if somebody stays subscribed for subsequent years, then the cut that Apple takes will go down to 15%. Now, I don't think people are going to get hugely rich with this scheme, particularly, I think, if you're doing blindness-specific podcasts where the market is small. But if you are a blind podcaster and you are doing something that has appealed to a mainstream audience, well, you never know what you might be able to achieve. There are other ways of doing this already. You can use Patreon, and many of us have over the years at different times. There is another one called Glow, which Libsyn has just purchased. Apple still hasn't really fleshed out all of the details of what they're doing here. And we'll come back to Apple's communication or lack thereof in just a minute. But what appears to be happening is that this is only all going to be in Apple's Podcasts app. I hope I'm wrong, and a number of podcasters hope that we're wrong about this, because Apple's Podcasts app really is a terrible user experience. Whether your particular favorite is Overcast or Downcast or my favorite Castro on iOS, they are all streets ahead of the default Apple Podcasts app. So it would be a shame to see people locked into that app for certain types of content. And that brings me to the next issue, which is that Apple has had a very rocky few weeks in podcast land. Their podcast app was seriously broken for some time. It may well still be in some ways where people were getting lots of old episodes being downloaded and all sorts of crazy things, things not working the way they were supposed to. Uh, Also, there is trouble with the submission process. So some new podcasts have been held up by what is going on with Apple's podcasting service at the moment. I have heard from several podcasting providers that their tech support has been slammed. That is, the tech support of the podcast providers has been slammed because they're getting the blame. People are trying to submit to Apple Podcast Connect. The artwork is in good shape. The RSS feed validates. Apple is giving false nebulous errors all over the place, and people who have carefully planned the launch of their podcast for months are being stymied at the 11th hour by not being able to get their podcast into Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you can't get your podcast into Apple Podcasts, you're kind of stuck. That's where most of the other apps pull their data from. So it's not good, and Apple has been silent on all of this. They haven't communicated with the podcasting industry. They haven't explained what's going on. And it really looks like while they've got these grand ideas for what they're going to do with the monetization of podcasting, they don't seem to have the resources 
to be coping with the problems that they are currently creating for the industry. So, like everything, it will pass, but it is not a good time to be trying to start a podcast right now. But if you would like to comment on any of this, are you looking seriously at trying to monetize your podcasts through Apple Podcasts? What are you thinking about doing? Have you investigated this at all? Feel free. Well, let's go to Oren now, who I'm sure has a lot to say. How's it going, Oren? Sounds like you've had a frustrating time. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, you know. It's Monday morning, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Should go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as you know, I, I let it be known on the on the Podmakers uh, feed that I was having difficulty. I have a client that we were due to publish um, on the f- Friday. I think the Apple Connect, there was an update perhaps on Thursday of last week or the week before um and we we just had problems getting it uh getting it submitted mm. and got no feedback from apple whatsoever um my wife luckily went into the the connect and saw that there was a what seemed to be an art error uh, an artwork error but actually that turned out not to be the case the the art that was uploaded the uh, logo was absolutely bang on what apple's requirements were um and then i submitted a a a query about what was going on and about five days later four or five days later i basically got a response from apple to say more or less they were aware of a situation and i didn't need to uh furnish any additional information which I kind of took to be, please go away, you're annoying us, we know there's a problem. Yes. Um, but I'm just wondering, because I've been looking at this during the week, is this a universal problem, Jonathan, that you've heard of? Are, 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 people, are some people able to submit new podcasts by, I don't know, pure luck or magic? Um, or is it is this universal? Has uh, have any new podcasts that you? Know, I mean, yeah, of course, you know all the podcasts that are being submitted. Of course, <laughs> do you know of anybody who is who's actually been able to to break through the the gauntlet and get uh, a, a new podcast submitted and and approved? What I can tell you is that I frequent a few podcast forums on social media that are not blindness specific, and they have lit up with people complaining about this very issue that, you know, they've got this really elaborate, some of them are kind of people who, who submit lots of podcasts for a living. You know, they, they're involved in helping people launch their podcasts. It's what they do. And so they're very upset because they've got this elaborate plan for the launch of these people who are willing to throw money at the problem of how do I get my podcast launched? And they can't. And so, you know, and some of them are just people who've wanted to do it for ages, finally plucked up the courage, and now they can't either. And of course, what what error were you getting, by the way? What was it coming back as a rejection was? Uh, It wasn't a rejection. There were, there was, there was an, within the, um, within the application, there was an error, an artwork error. And, yeah, yeah. That, so I've that, seen that. that was it, and then there was no, there was no indication of how fixing it. Or <clears throat> we even tried to get into edit boxes. We couldn't. We couldn't even do that. And the other thing that uh, frustrated my wife no end was that the language changed um, as she was literally looking at the at the screen. 
from German in, on one occasion, and from English to German, and from English to Japanese, right in front of her very eyes. <laughs> so, wow, um, that's extraordinary. But there's no, there's no indication of, you know, you're... <clears throat> I suppose I'm new to this, and and this is a new client, and it's a new uh, ear for me in in setting up this business. But I kind of expected an email from Apple to say, you know, here there's a problem with your submission, uh, and this is it. But but there is just no indication on the on the application when we go back in uh, that there is anything wrong with the submission. It's just nothing is working. It's still in German and Japanese. So. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't know where to, where to go now because I have a client who we have published two episodes uh, to, through Google Play and Amazon, etc. all the other uh, podcast um, uh, platforms, but we can't, you know, put it onto Apple and therefore out to Castro and and Overcast and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I I have no idea where to go from here because Apple just have just shut down. They just closed the gate as far as I can see, and just they're hiding away and not telling anybody uh, what's yeah. going on. And I, I I it's extremely frustrating. I I I. I I honestly don't know what to do, so I suppose I'm I'm glad you're bringing the, uh, the topic up, and I'd love to hear, <clears throat> I'd love to get some advice from from yourself or any of the other uh, participants to what is the next step. How are you hosting your podcast? Uh, it's been hosted through Pinecast. Right. Okay. Has Matt been helpful? I have to be honest, because I heard that it was an Apple problem, I haven't got in contact with Matt. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's been inundated with complaints. He probably is. But I suppose what I'm thinking is that Apple might at least listen to some of the podcast hosting companies um, more than they listen to individuals. Because you know, we had a situation in a completely different context some time ago where Mushroom FM dropped off the Apple Music directory, even though it was yeah, still in tuning, it just dropped off. And it's impossible when something like that happens to so a, a little operator and you're not paying Apple for anything, they really just do not give a damn. Yeah, they talk about being ghosted, dude. It reminds me of being a teenager and, <laughs> and, and the girl you wanted to talk to so much just didn't know you existed. I tell you, this is nothing compared <laughs> to what Apple does to you. Um, so all I can say is that in some of these social media forums, I have seen people complaining about it. They're saying their artwork is correct. And, of course, what you generally get is the reaction, or oh, it can't possibly be Apple. Um, what are you doing wrong? But there's such a consistency yeah. about this that, and as you say, it's validating on every other service. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. But, but perhaps Matt might have some inside information about this that we mere mortals don't have access to. No, it's a very good point. I'll I'll take it up on Matt. But uh, as I say, as I knew there was a kind of an ongoing problem, which Apple were kind of hiding away or not telling anybody, I didn't want to annoy uh, the podcast host. But yeah. because I know it's not their fault, it's not his. You know, it's not Pinecast's fault. It's not, I suppose, anchor anybody else's fault. It's just uh, Apple. And it's what just frustrates me so much is for you know for a, for a trillion dollar company, they are just. So their communication is just absolutely 
stinks here in this in this uh, scenario because you know just they're, they're just like ostriches they're putting their head in the sand and hoping I imagine this problem will just go away. The reason why Apple has rushed this out, and I think this is what we're seeing, they have rushed it out, and the reason why they've rushed it out is that the data now suggests that Spotify is going to overtake Apple in terms of being the most popular podcasts app by the end of this year. So they want us as content mm. creators to help them out by locking people into their mediocre app because their mediocre app will be the only place you can get certain premium content. Well, they're certainly doing a rubbish job of it so far. Yeah, they are. They are. They're doing a terrible job and it's affecting people. So I, I wish you luck. And I know you'll keep us informed on the a blind podcasters group about how you yeah. get on with it. Okay, I'll get off the stage because uh, I know you have other things to talk about, but thanks for bringing it up. I really do appreciate it. No, it, well, good, it good luck. There, I, think. I, I wish you all the very best with it. It's frustrating. All right, thanks, Oren. And uh, we'll talk to Robert next. Hello, Robert. Hello there. I am um, not a podcaster, but I'm a podcast listener and um i think that this is a very worrisome trend that the industry is moving towards exclusive uh podcasts and i just i think having an a much more open ecosystem will be uh better for the podcast industry but um correct me if i'm wrong but um what exactly are you referring to with this discussion? Are you talking about um, Apple's recent uh, push for exclusivity, or did they announce a new uh, in initiative that I didn't hear about? There are a bunch of things that are related. So Apple did announce at the Spring Forward events this new initiative where you pay your $19 a year to Apple and then you can use it to sell subscriptions to your listeners through the Apple Podcasts app and through their infrastructure. But in the process of that, just before that event, Apple Podcast Connect went completely down and Ah, this, okay. this, right. like, like sometimes the Apple store goes down before a new product launch. And, um, what happens, what happened then was people could not submit new podcasts. They had no idea that this announcement was coming, but all of a sudden mm. Apple Podcast Connect was completely down. Um, after that, it sort of came up, but many people couldn't get into their Apple Podcast Connect account at all. So if you already ran a podcast and you had a Podcast Connect account, but you wanted to start another one, which certainly might be the case with me. So if the timing had been different and I logged into my Apple Podcast Connect account to, say, set up the Blind Podmaker feed, I would not have been able to do that had I left it a few more weeks because they completely shut it down. And now what's happened is that they've sort of rescued it. You can log in. Some people are still getting a message that says we're converting your account or some such thing. And then some people can try and submit, but those submissions of new podcasts are being rejected. But I agree with you about the exclusivity. I think it is a really sad trend in podcasting to see that you have to get certain apps to listen to certain podcasts. That's not what podcasting was meant to be. Mm -mm. No, I. it just um, 
amazes me that a trillion dollar uh, company is so horrible at communication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, and it's it's not so much that they're horrible at it. I think they're kind of contemptuous of their customers. Like if if you really cared mm. about the customer, you would mm-hmm. respect them. You would hear what they have to say. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 none of that is going on in a bunch of areas um, with Apple. But you see, the thing is, they still have such good products, don't they? And that's that's the rock right. and the hard place that we're caught between. Right. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it, it really is a rock and a hard place. I uh, I don't um, have any other comments, so I'm right. going to mute. Wonderful. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you coming up. And uh, we, okay. <laughs> all right. Take sure. care. We do have um, a free clubhouse right now. If you would like to raise your hand, obviously the little technicals that we're having today didn't help there. So probably people got bored and went away and who can blame them. But if you would like to talk about anything, perhaps uh, raise something new, a and a about podcasting, anything at all, you are welcome to raise your hand. And uh, I guess the, the moral of the story is that you should always maybe go into ferrite or something like that and uh, um, check out your check out your audio before you come on Clubhouse. If you're using an external device, that is the lesson I learn. Right. So let's go to uh, Shay now. I'm right, saying your name right, am I? Muted. Yes, sir. Am I coming through okay? You are. I can hear your speech, but now it says your speech is muted, so that's okay. What are you coming in on? Because you're obviously connected to some cool device. Yes, I uh, I realized the last time I talked on here, I was coming through AirPods, and they sounded awful. Yeah. Uh, I am now coming yeah. through the Headphone Buddy, uh, which I recommend. I just have got it set up okay. yesterday, so I hope my levels are okay. So we, we can hear your voiceover speech. Is that, is that expected? I guess it would be yeah, expected. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's outputting everything. Yeah. Let me turn that off. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. I was just curious about that. Yeah. Yeah, so what's on your mind today? Speed off. Um, one thing about the uh, Apple deal, have they not made any general pronouncements about what's going on at all to the public at large? Not that I have heard in terms of the technical issues they are having, no. Um, so the first thing that affected people was on the consumer side. Well, other than the fact that Podcast Connect was completely unavailable for a while. And then publications like 9to5Mac, which are normally quite um, glowing (laughs) in their praise of Apple, they put out a scathing article about how broken Apple Podcasts was. And then I think uh, one of their media people did a statement and said, yeah, we know about this. It's being fixed kind of thing. But I am not aware of any statements. It's been a couple of days since I checked any forum, to be fair, um, that has commented on the problems that people have been having actually submitting podcasts. Right. Okay. That's, that's unfortunate to say the best. Um, I had a quick question about Castro, which I had not even checked out until I saw, I believe it was on your web website. Uh, that yep. was your preferred yep. Uh, platform and I love wonderful it. It like is, when it works. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, right. It's just a whole different paradigm. Yes, never it's changed my did. life, man. I mean, the way I consume podcasts is just so so much better because of Castro. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's just that 
for me at least, it took a lot of uh, experimentation to figure out the best way to use it, the workflow, if you if you would, for it. And I'm wondering if I just missed some documentation, or do you know of any tutorials? Because I've told some others about it, and they're like, "Man, I just don't get it." And so I have to kind of you know walk them through it and like, "See, you need to do this, and you need to go to your queue, and da da da." Yep, there's a whole motion and launch episode on Castro that goes for about. I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour or something that goes through that. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, th- that's, uh, I have to say, I was playing, I think, uh, in my Christmas break about a year ago, and I just decided to give Castro a go because a podcaster who I really respect, who is cited, was just raving about it. And I thought, how can there be so much emotion about a podcast app? So right. I got this thing and I thought, well, it's not going to be accessible anyway. And then I found that it was stunningly accessible and so then i did the mosin at large piece so it came out i think in about january of 2020 and so you can go through the mosin at large archives i may well update it because they've even done more since then um they they'd listen so one of the things that they used to do was they would put the name of the podcast first and then the episode title when you were in the castro inbox now i said to them really what you want to hear first is the subject to find out whether you're interested in the podcast. The source of the podcast is secondary, but the subject is primary. Uh, so then you can just, if the subject matter doesn't interest you, it doesn't matter what podcast it came from. You can just skip past to the next podcast. So they changed that. They added a few more things to the actions rotor. It's just, just the best podcasting experience I have ever used on any platform. It's amazing. Yeah, it's one of those things. Once you start using it, you think, "Wow, why didn't why haven't I come across this before?" It's Where have a, you been all my life? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a beautiful way to, to way to do it. Um, one quick technical. I hope it's a quick technical question. This headphone buddy uh, is really inexpensive and seems to work really good thus far. However, uh, I was talking to Oren about this earlier. Actually, uh, I've got the wrong cabling for this thing. I have to pull my TRRS, I believe it is, cable slightly out to uh, get oh, yeah. <laughs> So do I need a TRS since this is mono? No, I don't think so. I, I don't know anything about that particular product, but if it's anything like all the other products that are similar, you probably need TRRS at both ends, I would have thought. Is that what you have? Yeah. You know, I'm not even sure, Jonathan. I uh, pulled an old cable out that had the three and three and a half millimeter on one end, six seven five on the other, and went to town with it. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of research and educate myself about this. Um, but anyway, I thought others out there might be interested to hear about this headphone, buddy. Uh, it's a definitely a solution for Clubhouse and uh, other things. Also, I'm going to be doing a uh, demo that involves an app. Uh, on Apple, and I want to be able to record it. And I've got what you're hearing right now. It's all going through Reaper. I could, you know, if I wanted to record this, um, do effects through whatever. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty handy, it seems to me. Yeah, yeah, those those things are really good, and um, uh, so that's that's good that you have that working. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so right. much. Thank you, Jonathan. Really yeah. appreciate it. All right, and we'll talk to Dominique next. Hi, Dominique. 
Hello, how are you? Oh, see, I thought I was doomed by not hearing you again, but it was you this time, not me. Nope, it was, <laughs> it was totally me this time. Absolutely my, my bad. There you go. Uh, That's all right. Good morning to you and happy afternoon for many other folks. Yes, indeed. Um, I am wondering if we can switch gears completely. Um, I, Since it is an open forum, I am sure. wondering if maybe we can talk about obtaining sponsorships and taxes, which I know is so near and dear to everybody's heart. But um, first, so first question would be, how has the blind community in general worked towards getting sponsorship, whether it is CPM or community-based sponsorship? And second, how does that all work with taxes? I get that we are all coming from various countries, but I'm assuming it would it would work kind of like a self-employed type tax. So this is a really interesting question. Uh, in the context of blindness-specific podcasts, one of the problems that many of them have is that they just don't reach the numbers, the number of listeners that will interest general podcast advertising marketplaces, where they generally start to look at you favorably, I think at around about the 5,000, 10,000 listener mark. And for a lot of blindness podcast listeners, it's, uh, producers, it's quite hard to get to those numbers. So I think for those podcasts that do go down the advertising track, they tend to talk to individual companies directly who may have an affinity for the listener base that's listening, even if that listener base is smaller than the mainstream would like. You know, so it could be an assistive technology company, um, you know, any, anything that really wants to target the blindness specific audience. I know that when I was with Ira, they advertised on a number of blindness specific podcasts who were nowhere near getting close to those numbers that mainstream podcast advertisers look for, but they were potential customers and that's what, that's what did it. So I guess my, my first thought would be if that's the track you want to go down, maybe sort of approach individual uh, companies in this space and sell them on the quality and subject matter of your work. I love it. And that, that has been like, say, you know, you and I have talked about this and I use Anchor right now mm. and I am monetizing through Anchor. And if I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I haven't, I love my podcast. And I think overall, the most important thing is, you know, reaching my audience, you know, more, more so than making, you know, that monetization. But if I, you know, I'm glad I haven't quit my day job because Anchor right now is on the CPM rate and only pays me one cent per listen you know, one cent per download until I, uh, raise, raise my downloads, which is understandable because I am new to the field. Um, so I, you know, I, I appreciate your advice on that because I, I have heard I'm a member of club pod and I have heard something similar and just kind of wanted to hear it from more so the blindness podcast perspective. Yeah. We're, I'm very lucky in that I've kind of hit that mark where uh, I could do the advertising thing. And at the moment, I'm not doing it because I don't actually need to. It's, it's, it's kind of a hobby. But I'm really interested in finding out a bit more about Anchor because sometimes on our uh, creators email group, where we've got blind podcasters talking about all sorts of things, uh, Anchor comes up and it's not something, I mean, I've played with the Anchor app, but I've never produced anything with it. So while we're sort of ranging on open forum topics, I'd be really interested to hear how you find it from an accessibility point of view, uh, usability point of view, is it is it a platform you're happy using? 
Absolutely. And that's something that I've, I've kind of questioned myself, because like I said, being on Club Pod, you know, I, I hear folks like Steve Ulsher and, you know, all sorts of folks kind of bash Anchor. Yeah. From an accessibility standpoint, it's not bad. I'm sure there's something better. One of the things that I have difficulty with is there may be things that I really need to cut down to the second. Like if I want to get rid of a specific clip and I want to cut down to the second, I have a very hard time doing that with voiceover. Um, and so I wonder if there is any, you know, anything better. I know uh, there are some folks who are a fan of like Lipson, some folks who are a fan of uh, Podbean, things, things like that. Um, I, I just don't know what in terms uh, you know, or what specifically is, is kind of that best. I think Anchor is okay. And it's, it's okay for a beginner. I think for me starting out, one of the things that I, you know, that I've, I've told people before is if I, I'm, I'm a try, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So mm-hmm. if I were to wait on every single thing that was perfect, my podcast would just never be out. I mean, and, and that's the whole truth of it. So I had to kind of dive into it and, you know, kind of start learning as I, as I went. And I think Anchor was great for that. Yeah, and of course, it's important that we compare apples with apples, if I may use that expression, because Anchor is slightly different. Um, Apple uh, Anchor is a turnkey solution where not only are they hosting your podcast, but they're giving you the tools to produce your podcast. So you've got the Anchor app, for those who aren't familiar, where you can add intro and outro stuff, you can record, you can even interview your guests if you want to, all from within Anchor, whereas what most podcast hosts do is simply take an MP3 file that you've created with whatever tool and they host it for you. The Another equivalent is probably Spreaker, which I believe is quite accessible, and they also have their own apps where you can produce things, and also Audio Boom, I think. But the thing that makes me nervous about Anchor is <laughs> it, it it's it's attractive because they say, don't worry about submitting to Apple Podcasts and everything. We all do it for you. The trouble is then that they own your podcast feed. And if you want to log into Apple Podcast Connect and make any kind of change, then you've essentially got to wrestle your podcast feed off Anchor and take control of it again so that you can uh, make any changes. And for me, you know, the podcast feed is one of the most important pieces of intellectual property that there is. So I kind of feel like it's, Anchor's just too much soul selling for my liking. <laughs> but- and I completely, I completely agree with you. And that's something that I, you know, I have learned as I went, you know, originally when I first started, I was like, oh, Anchor's accessible. Anchor yeah. is, you know, uh, like a one and done kind of platform. And now as I, I've been very grateful that I had the privilege to listen to more experienced podcasters talk about the feeds that they used. And so now I, I am really becoming more aware of that because anchor you know it's probably not something as you know i'm a little guy right now um you know and and but if i if i were to make it bigger which i i hope over time i i would um you know i think that anchor might not be the best platform because they could claim ownership and intellectual property over my content and that's something that i definitely want to control my content so another platform might be better even if I just manually handle the RSS feed and use something like Descript or, um, you know, another another type platform. I think that I would be better off doing that myself now that I know better. Yeah, and that's right. Once you get locked into a platform, it's kind of a big effort to change, isn't it? So you kind of make do with what you have. And um, yeah, I, I, you, it sounds like you're really getting into it, though, that you're enjoying the experience of podcasting. 
it's really cool. I, I am in, and I'm having a complete nerd out moment, but I, I really like the concept. I really like the, the technical aspects behind it and the audio editing. And I'm trying to engage folks to help with uh, some writing pieces and some website development. So it's something that I'm very passionate about. Oh, well, that's fantastic. And uh, I, I did enjoy, I, I heard, I think the first episode you did, uh, and uh, it was, it was really good. So you know, keep up the great work with that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Keep in touch. Um, let's talk to now, no, Clubhouse, of course, does have a real names policy. So normally I don't bring people up on stage who are not using their real names, but, um, we don't have anybody else in the queue. So I will bring up the evil chocolate chip cookie on this occasion. Hello, um, and you, you're right, Clubhouse does have a real names policy, but you can add a creator tag if you are better known by that, mm. which is my case. My my name is Caitlin, but Thank my you. podcast, hi, um, my podcast, everything I do is under the evil chocolate cookie, so that's how people know to find me. I see. Why? Um, I mean, I actually agree with you that chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookies are evil because they're so full of carbs. <laughs> so full of carbs. <laughs> since since we're on the topic of Anchor, that's actually what I use. And I just I want to point out one one of my frustrations is once you hit that record button, everything your audio goes through your earpiece on your phone and ah. people don't people don't want to hold the phone up to the ear while they're recording. Mm. But so, would you not be using some sort of external mic there? Like a, you know, I mean any kind of external mic at all when you're recording or are you are you just using the built-in mic of your phone? For right now, yes, I am, but it's not it's not one of those oh I don't want to plug something in kind of things. It's an I don't have anything. Right. This is Dominique. May I interject? Yeah, sure. Please do. So uh, thank you for letting me speak again. One of the things that I do, because you're you're right, Caitlin, um, and I love your name, by the way. I love the evil, evil chocolate chip cookie. Um, <laughs> I think that's fabulous. Um, but I, one of the things that I've started doing, because I, I don't want to hold the phone in my face. You know, I love the iPhone capability, but I think there's something different out there. So what I started doing was using Zoom to record my interviews with people. And so for my intro and outro, I use just the, the Anchor app for, for the moment, although I may be changing that. But I also, for my main part of my podcast, I do a Zoom recording. And that's something you can do by yourself or that's something that you can do with an interview. And then it simply gives you that M4A to upload to Anchor. So I think that that website is very uh, friendly in terms of being able to upload it and, and then go do the editing that you need to do on your iPhone. Now I, I, I've also noticed. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say I I do have a gift for you both. Um, <laughs> Zoom is not the best audio quality, and there is a tool that is free and is actually a little bit easier than Zoom for one key reason, and that is that although most people have Zoom installed on their um, phones and and PCs and Macs these days. It's all done in the browser, and when you have a podcast guest, all you need to do is give them a link. They click the link, and they're into a web page, and you can talk to them. And that tool is called CleanFeed, and it gives you broadcast quality audio. It actually 
was used extensively and is being used still during the pandemic in Britain in particular, where radio stations were using it so that broadcasters could do their radio shows on commercial and perhaps even BBC radio from their house. And then Clean Feed would bring it in. So that's how good the audio quality is of this thing. And um, it will, it's free. Um, the multi-track version you have to pay for, you pay a monthly subscription, but just recording basically you and your guest on one track is free. And the recording quality is super. I mean, it's really, really good, especially if you've got somebody with a remotely decent mic that they're using, then getting the audio out of clean feed is, is wonderful. It really is. God bless you because I have been, I, I, I appreciate what Zoom has to offer. But I think with the burden on our internet connections now, no one can go a day without hearing, you know, broadband insufficient or unstable internet connection. So I definitely do appreciate that alternative. And it's CleanFeed? Yeah, cleanfeed.net is the website. Um, And if people have time for more email in their lives, I would... I encourage people to subscribe to the Blind Podcast Creators Group because we are talking about things like clean feed and and other things quite a lot. And it's a good culture. People are helping each other out. We have some people who are really experienced, but we also have some people who are just getting started. So it balances itself out. Uh, So if people want to join that group, you can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. And actually, Dominique, um, you came on a few weeks ago and you were talking about voiceover i think or zoom itself doing some really crazy things in your recording speaking information and somebody did actually respond to that on the blind podmaker group with a hint or tip or something so it's a good place to be if you have a if you have a chance excellent i will definitely subscribe to that thank you coolness did you have anything else caitlin um and another thing i wanted to point out maybe for those who don't know is you can if if you have the voice memos app on your phone and you have it uninstalled it is you can actually use that re- to record and import it straight into the anchor app. If say you maybe don't have your computer on you and you just want to record solo and there's something you need to pause a recording for. Like my, my prime example is I recently got an Apple TV and I did by request a setup of that. And obviously I don't want my passwords getting out. So I needed the ability to pause Mm-hmm. So I just used the voice memos app and was able to pause and then come back in. And it's it's frustrating, but it's doable. I would much rather have had a keyboard, but you work with what you've got. <laughs> so do you do that with the iOS share sheet? So you can you can choose share and then one of the options is anchor. Is that how it works? Um, yes, actually, you can do that. Or I think there's an import button in Anchor that you can use and you can import it like that. So I think you can do it both ways. Okay. And the really cool thing about this is that don't they now also have an Apple Watch app for the Voice Memos app? They do. So potentially, if you've got nothing more than your Apple Watch, you can be a podcaster on the spot, you know, recording stuff and then bring it into Anchor from there. I have yet to try that, but I think I might the next time. I've got something to show off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use it all the time, actually, on my Apple Watch. I use Just Press Record on, on my Apple Watch. Um, but um, I do it, for example, when I'm getting into an Uber, just in case I get a, a refusal, um, especially when I'm with my wife and she's got a guide dog. So, yeah, it's, it's a good app. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. And um, 
I'll try to not think about all the carbs in those evil chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and you. best of luck with your podcasting. Thank you. All right. Take care. And uh, Michael Moran, whose technology is probably working. Hi, Mike. Or maybe not, because I don't hear you. Mike, we do not hear you. Oh, I had to accept the rules. Oh, quite right. You must accept the rules. Yes. That's the delay. Yes. Yes, rules are for obeying. um, Yes. I was here earlier, and there were some technical difficulties. I wanted to... uh, say that uh, you probably know this now are you just talking to us on your iphone i am at the moment yeah we had a bit of a glitch oh, okay. today so we're just keeping calm and carrying on oh, i see yeah <laughs> so um yeah uh, you know i was um let's see a couple of things um i want to know when you record on your phone in the memo app that comes out in uh quick time doesn't it isn't it a format don't you have to if you want to edit it convert it it is making m4a files so yes they are compressed audio files but i think what caitlin's saying is that uh, she is working with anchor which is a sort of turnkey podcast solution and so with anchor you can bring it into there and then i presume they have editing tools in anchor that you can use so they obviously do the decompression technically what you'll be getting is a little bit of lossy audio but honestly i don't think anybody's going to notice that not for voice. Yeah. No. And uh, I noticed uh, one thing about the iRig Pre 2 that I've been using. It's that the batteries, um, as they're winding down, sometimes give you um, a clicking noise. Uh, if Yeah, as I was, I was broadcasting uh, the ACB um, karaoke Zoom into uh, Clubhouse last night and it worked out fine because i put new batteries but one other time when i thought i had a lot of battery life i could hear it um it sounds it almost sounds like some rf soft rf and uh some people hear it some people don't but i just thought that was interesting that as it's winding down it's making this little yeah. noise see the irig that i have it doesn't have batteries it just gets its power from right. the iphone so is it basically the same hookups, though? You know, the uh, the XLR? No, the no. So the, the, well, so the iRig 2 that I'm hoping isn't on the blink. Oh, I have to do some investigating when this is all over. But um, it it's just – how do you describe it? It's got a TRRS jack that goes into the lightning adapter. Right, and then right. at the other end – what's at the other end? Um, oh, you can – you can plug a cable into it of whatever you want. It's like a 3.5. Uh, no, it's a quarter inch. It's a quarter inch cable. Yes. Oh, okay. So you would come out of the headphone jack of the mixer, for example. Uh, yeah, you- I've got I, I've got it going to a couple of RCAs at the back of my mixer. I've got so many outputs in the back of my particular mixer. My cup runneth over with yeah. outputs. So yes. it's just going to some yes. RCA outs in the mixer. And, uh, well, uh, I, I might... I don't know. I might have to get the one you have just so I don't have to be bothered with batteries. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know whether it's broken or not once I have a play with it after this thing. <laughs> well, you know, on mine, there's two dials, the headphone dial and the mic dial. Do you have that, the input and the 
And yeah. if they're not balanced right, it uh, gives you a weird effect. Right, right. So I don't know if you have those on your. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I haven't touched my. Uh, I haven't touched my stuff since I did Mosin at Large successfully yesterday on Clubhouse. So, well, I, I imagine it's just some sort of weird connection issue. Perhaps I need to go through a routine of rebooting my phone, uh, doing a quick check in Fairrite every time I jump yeah, before I jump on Clubhouse. So you know, listen, learn. These things yeah. work until they don't. Until they don't. Yes. Um, also, I just in the mail received the P4. Zoom P4. Yes. Recorder, sound card, mixer. And it is quite a delightful unit. Isn't I it? I haven't really set the time yet, but it looks very cool. So that's another way that you'll be able to do your Clubhouse thing because you can just use the TRSS, uh, TRRS jack on channel three. Um, yes. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about the iRig. No, it would take the iRig out of the picture if you use that instead. Yeah. So. This is a beautiful device. I mean, for the price, $200? Yeah. I mean, it's a plasticky device, but yeah. what it what it does for that price is amazing. You know, a, a few years ago, we would have been spending thousands of dollars to get all of that stuff, um, and it, it's in a yeah. $200 box. It's it's so exciting. So exciting. And if you're – yeah, and if you're traveling <laughs> – if you're traveling, it's, it's, it's really a pleasure not to have to pack up a mixer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. I, yeah. I still like my F6 because it does 32-bit flows. So when I'm doing serious recordings, you know, sometimes for my work podcast, I go to Parliament and I interview you know, cabinet ministers and stuff like that. I think I'll still take my F6 for that because it just gives me the peace of mind of the 32-bit float and knowing that if I record at too high a level, I can fix it later or whatever. Uh, but the, yeah. the P4 is amazing. Love that thing. And it takes uh, quite a big SD card. I think you can put a 512 SD card in Yes, there. Yes, you'd, you'd be doing a lot of recording at 44 kilohertz, 16 bit to fill that thing up. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I just I bought the, the 128. I mean, who's, I would never have any more. I would down dump it before I filled that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Mike. We'll Thank one you, more Jonathan. In. All right. Take care. And we will talk right, to my friend. We will talk to the blind Montana man before we go. Hi there. Hi, Jonathan. I have a question. Uh, I have a bad internet connection here at my apartment, but for some reason, my phone gets on the internet just fine. I'm wondering if there is a broadcast mic that I can plug into my iPhone as well as have my. I guess I could get a splitter cable and plug my iPhone into the outlet and plug a microphone into my iPhone, but I would like a headset where I can hear the guest and me talk on the recording, if that makes any sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. And uh, I think what you should consider is um, getting the Apple uh, Lightning to, what are they, the camera adapter kit is what they call it. And it's a misleading name for podcasters, but when you get the camera adapter kit, what you do is you get this little dongle. We love dongles in Apple. Apple, you look it up in the thesaurus, dongles right there. <laughs> you you plug it in, <laughs> in into the lightning port, and then at the other end of this dongle, you've got a USB port. And then once you've got that, that opens up the world to you of USB microphones. There are a number of them. One of them that's quite popular is called the Samson, not Samsung, but Samson Q2U. 
uh, that is a reasonably priced mic, and you can sometimes get them in two packs, but you'll only be able to plug one in at a time. Um, so you plug that into the USB port. It also does XLR, in case you ever want that in the future. But you plug it into the USB port. But here's the thing. That microphone also has a headphone jack in it. So you would then plug in a 3.5 millimeter uh, headphone thing into your headphone jack of your mic. You'll be able to hear your guest and voiceover through the headphone jack of the mic. You'd also be able to hear yourself uh, coming back from that mic. And you'd be able to... Uh, You'd be able to record. You would need to use a cloud-based service, though. Like, well, actually, in this case, Zoom would probably be the the only thing I can immediately think of where Zoom is recording into the cloud because you wouldn't be able to record a guest and have that guest at the same time unless you were recording in the cloud. Yeah, what's the Samsung mic? The QTQ? Q, Q2U. So the, the letter Q, the number two, and then the letter U again, Q to U, and it's by Samson, so it's S-A-M-S-O-N. And, um, you know, there are other mics in this space that it, it depends on how much you want to spend on this problem. So you can go a little higher and get better quality USB mics. There are also some condenser mics uh, like the Yeti. Um, but the, the Q to U is really nice because it's got quite a narrow pickup pattern. It's cheap, but it still it doesn't sound that cheap to me. Oh, okay. And then I can, and what do I need to get? I need to get the iCamera port. Get the camera adapter kit from Apple. It's just a little USB to lightning dongle that will plug into your phone. Oh, and then the microphone hooks on to the end of it? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it, so it basically it turns that lightning port into a USB port, and then you would be able to plug in any USB capable microphone that doesn't draw too much power. So this is another good reason to stick with a dynamic mic in this situation like the QTU or similar. Um, now, think, does it come with a microphone stand so I can uh, use my two? It might. It, I, I, I think it, they come in different packages. Sometimes you can buy two mics in a bundle. Sometimes they come with a stand, you know, so any good audio place should be able to help you out with what you need, though. Yeah, I'd imagine World Broadcast probably would have a Q2U or whatever, Q2U mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check that out. Thanks. No worries. All right. And we'll wrap it up at this point. Thank you so much for your patience. My apologies for the glitch. Um, perhaps next week I'll follow up. Normally I don't dwell on technical things, but uh, I will tell you what I learned from this so that you can learn from my misfortune. It's always worthwhile. We'll see you next week for The Blind Podmaker. Uh, just a reminder that if you would like to subscribe to our email list, where we've got a great group of people who are chatting about audio and podcasting and being very generous with their knowledge, then send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. The blind podmakers all jumbled up, joined together, no dashes or anything like that. Creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week when all the gear will be working.